It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. To week 15 of the market report here at fantasypoints.com. I, I guess all the authorities in Denver, Colorado are on their way to listen to the podcast. I'm guessing that's not I'm guessing that's not in Pleasant Gap, Pennsylvania, Tom. No, uh, nothing, no, nothing's going right. on in Pleasant Gap. Never uh, all right. never, so, never yeah, anything uh, going on. And what's up, everybody? I'm Joe Dolan. That's Tom Brawley, Graham Barfield. Week 14 of the NFL season is wrapped up. I hope everybody's fantasy teams are doing well. I gotta be honest, I am wiped out uh with with, with fantasy football content, but but I look at my fantasy teams and I'm like, you know, I it's one of those years where I haven't felt like, oh man, I've got this awesome team. And Tom and Graham, I'm checking, I'm gonna get a couple of buys. I'm gonna get some some uh some money for top score in a few leagues. I'm pretty excited about that. How how are you guys doing? How are your teams doing? Uh we'll start with you, Tom. What's going on? How are your teams doing? Uh, my team's pretty good. I got some survivors. A- anytime this has been a really tough year, as everybody knows. And anytime you think you have a great team, and then injuries or whatever happens a week later, so uh, that's why we you know, we do the waiver wire and we do all that, you know, to stay on top of teams. But uh, this week, I-, I I had as much fun watching football this week uh, as I have in a long time. Uh, this this week's slate was awesome. Uh, it's been a little bit frustrating at, at times this year with all the backup injuries and uh, backups coming in, all the quarterback injuries and some bad football in general. But uh, we still had some bad football on this week's slate. But this was a really fun weekend of football. So I'm I'm pretty jazzed uh, heading into the, the the stretch run here and into the playoffs right now. Yeah, Graham, well, how are your teams doing? You got a, you got any uh, any ringers? Yeah, I got some good teams. They're coming to arrest team because I'm just absolutely dominating <laughs> this season. Uh, no, I've, I've had a weirdly with all the injuries. This is probably my best seasonal year ever. I've been playing for so long. It's it's crazy. I got some good best ball teams, too. Um, but yeah, this is <laughs> this is another brutal week, man. We got another in, another quarterback injury to talk about. We'll have to talk about the whole Justin Jefferson thing. That's just oh, a whole God. lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you, Tom. I think in terms of quality, this is probably the best weekend of of quality football we've had, even with all the backups in, mm-hmm. in quite some time. Well, let's get started and let's go through the week 15 slate. Talk about and guys, we might change up a little bit of what we do here. Typically, we go through, oh, what do we need to know? What what do we need to learn about from these games? I mean, I don't know how much we're learning right now unless a new player or a new role. We're probably just going to focus on roles and what have you. The Patriots and the Steelers, the Patriots win 21-18. Uh, not a great game. Mitchell Trubisky was not good. Uh, Tom, as you well know, they couldn't <laughs> run the football. Um, Deontay Johnson goes over his prop on the final play of the game. Um, yeah, John uh, got two uh, two of his props from the Thursday morning show. He got Allen Robinson on the final play. Deontay was the second to last play. Then oh, he gave man. out Allen Robinson, and he got there on the oh, final gosh. play. So, nice. uh, yeah, that was a nice, pleasant surprise there. That that was about the only nice thing to come out of that game for the, the Steelers. Just a, a flat, dead performance two weeks in a row where they've lost to two win teams coming into the game. So, um, uh, looks like we'll probably get Trubisky for another game pickets. Uh, that was like a multi-week injury. He had the surgery on his ankle. So, uh, Trubisky, <laughs> I mean, he padded those stats late, but it was an ugly performance. I, I we'll even see. I mean, 
there's an outside chance they go to Mason Rudolph this week. So yeah. uh, I don't well, know Steelers if that really moves the needle. The yeah, Steelers fans wanted him in there. Yeah, Boy. so yeah, they were chanting for him in, on that Thursday night game. But uh, my only real big fantasy takeaway from this game was Zeke Elliott. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks like Ramondre Stevenson could be out multiple weeks. Maybe he's out the rest of the season. They're playing for nothing here. Uh, Zeke, he looked, you know, I, I don't think he's back to old Zeke, but he looked refreshed uh, for this late in the season, and uh, he really impressed as a receiver. So if he's going to get this kind of volume, uh, he's he's like a high end RB two moving forward. He's a guy you can <laughs> plug in and hope he gets a lot of volume. And I mean, um, yeah. it, they they move the ball enough to score a touchdown this week for him. So uh, he's he's certainly looking up here. He's like a classic bell cow, like in the sense that mm-hmm. this is like the bell cow that Scott like came up with the bell cow thesis on. Like he's just out there for every play. He's not good. He's a plotter still. Yeah. Um, he looked good in the receiving game, though. I will say yeah, that. Um, yeah, man. I mean, they're going to stink. Probably not going to score a lot of touchdowns again. But I mean, Zeke's going to get I mean, he's going to get 25 touches to, to close out the well, season. That was a Rashad White stat line. That was a Rashad yeah. White stat line. Yeah, like, it, was. it wasn't efficient. And, and Rashad White's a better player at this stage than Zeke, yeah. but that's kind of what it is, right? Like we've been focusing. Rashad White's just been getting all this work be, and because they don't have anybody else to do it. And that's exactly what Zeke did. So I'm with you. Like it's not going to be pretty, but he could catch the ball. Um, and Bailey Zappi checked. I mean, Bailey Zappi threw 28 passes. Ten of them were directed at running backs, eight to Zeke and two to Ty Montgomery. So he was oh. checking it down with alacrity. And Zeke Elliott was was obviously on the receiving end of a lot of that. So, yeah, I mean, I can't believe we're saying this, but uh, Tom, he's not on the waiver wire anymore, is he? No, no, no. He got heavily yeah. picked up after last week. So, yeah, he's a he's a guy you can play uh, if you've had some issues at running back. Plug him in as your RB2 and just hope he falls into the end zone and continues to work in the passing game. And I mean, this is exactly what we talk about when when we say like one bad running back is better than two decent ones for fantasy, right? Like Ramondre, he's had some good games, but he always had Zeke getting seven, eight touches alongside him. Zeke didn't have that in this game. So you can use him and and you could use him a lot going forward. Speaking of Rashad White, his his team uh, beats the Atlanta Falcons to make it a three way tie in the NFC South. Rashad White, uh, 25 carries for 102 yards. He also caught two for 33 and a touchdown uh, in that game. Uh, the the big the big story, obviously though, for the Buccaneers was Mike Evans caught one pass for eight yards. He got shadowed. I'm I I don't know for sure, but I presume yeah. he got shadowed by AJ Terrell. Not a matchup that had held Mike Evans down in the past, but certainly felt like it it held him down here. He had the one play that was almost a touchdown catch that he that he didn't wasn't able to haul it. I think his his hand hit out of bounds before he could get his second foot down. Uh, just a bad game for Mike Evans, but, I mean, you had to play him. Like, what were you going to do, sit him? Yeah, there's no chance you're taking Mike Evans out of lineups. It just was, like, the worst possible outcome. Six targets, but, you know, one catch. Mayfield was pretty bad in this game. I mean, he only had the 14 completions. Uh, Falcons defense continues to be, like, kind of kind of good. But, I mean, again. Yeah, sneaky you know, good. Under the radar good. Yep. Yeah, under the radar good. But, man, I mean, I, I want to I talk about Drake London and Desmond Ritter. I mean, I know Falcons lose. Ritter throws for 347 and the Falcons lose. Uh, <laughs> London 10 for 172. Obviously, this is such a good spot. I mean, Tom, I know you were all over this. We earmarked this as a great spot, but uh, I mean, this is this was kind of out of nowhere, and we got a little something out of Kyle Pitts too. I know that's that was the other one. He he actually came through in a good matchup. I mean, that was one I think Brett was highlighted on the matchup show on Thursday night with John. So uh, Pitts actually scored a touchdown. uh, So 
I guess he's back on the radar a little bit. I would not expect him to. I'm sure he'll go back to disappointing us next week. So, uh, but yeah, you know, nothing really new that I really took out of this game, uh, other than that maybe we can use London with a little bit of, a yeah. little bit. You know, he's he's been a little bit. He got that picked up that injury. They had their bye, came out of the bye a little slow, but. Um, I mean, he looks spectacular. I mean, that one downfield pass where, you know, he kind of leapt up and uh, away from a defender, that that was an impressive play. So uh, maybe we can start to use him with a little bit of confidence down the stretch. Uh, let's, yeah, look, B. John Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, those were the three leading receivers in this game for the Falcons. And, you know, Desmond Ritter, if you need a quarterback, by the way, for fantasy, I mean, he can absolutely crap the bed for you, but... <laughs> Look, he also has these games where I, he's probably up to like five or six rushing touchdowns this year. Like, he, yeah, five. Yeah. Yep. yep. He's so, had some spiked weeks, man. He's, I mean, he's been like the QB 20 or like the QB eight, you know, like there's, there's really no in between with him. But you're right. And we, we lost Justin Herbert. We're going to lose another good streamer and Josh Dobbs. Well, used to be a good streamer, Josh Dobbs. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I think Ritter's in play as gross as that is. But yeah. Who do they play this week? They have the, they, the they have uh, Carolina, so yeah, oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, well, this then, is a I, game where Bijan's getting two touchdowns, and yeah. Carolina, you know, not yeah. not necessarily matchup for the passing game. But, uh, yeah. Bijan's going to have that uh, huge week here for uh, those yeah. who've been using him in fantasy. Carolina's defense is actually okay. Um, it's just that their offense is non-competitive, which is why you think it's going to be a Bijan game, and I think you're right about that. Uh, the Ravens beat the Rams 37-31 in overtime. Let me tell you guys, I reached out to Graham and Tom before this game, and I saw the weather, and I had Puka Nakua in my lineup in a league where I'm basically locked into the playoffs, but I needed to score because I'm, I have like a 30-point lead for most points, and most points gets a $500 payout. So I really want that, those most points. And I reached out to the guys. I'm like, oh, my God, guys, it's pouring. Uh, Puka Nakua or James Cook? And Tom responded, Cook, which is the way I was leaning. Um, so I put Cook in my lineup because I expected this to be a low-scoring game. Well, it wasn't <laughs> a low-scoring game, but that turned out to be the right call anyway. Uh, thanks, Tom, uh, that yeah. for confirming my prior. Uh, but 37-31. Wild game. Lamar Jackson throws for 316 and three. Isaiah likely, if you picked him up for Mark Andrews, it's very clearly, I mean, it's not one for one, but it's like 0.8 for one. You, you've got a good player you can play every week. Uh, Graham, can you play Odell Beckham? Yeah, yeah, you can. I was talking about with Scott on Friday. Like we were, you know, last seven games, um, even with Andrews in there, Beckham and, and Zay Flowers by roll were really close. And then in this game, I mean, once again, 10 targets apiece for both. Beckham gets a couple deep shots. He's looked like himself, you know, just watching the games and, you know, to start the season, I, I got to say he looks like a shell of himself. Then as the season's gone on, you see a little more burst, you see a little more downfield ability, and then, yeah, it, it pops into this, four for 97-1. and one. By the way, the Rams have been pretty good against perimeter receivers. His big play mm -hmm. came in the middle of the field, but uh, really strong performance by him. Isaiah Likely's big play obviously came on a busted play, but you're right. I mean, we're dumpster diving at tight end. I mean, I got some absolutely awful questions in my Discord DMs on Sunday. No offense at all to the tight end streamers out there this week. It was rough if you didn't have a top 10 play. Likely's like must start almost for the rest of the way. Uh, and for DFS this week, I mean, Lamar ended up being the guy you had to have. You know, three for 16, all of his yeah. receivers were easily stackable. And, uh, you know, you really couldn't go wrong. So um, what do we – real quick, I, I think the bigger this thing backfield. for the Ravens is this backfield. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Gus, two headache. points. Ooh, I mean, yeah. Gus, is, Gus is complete touchdown or bust. That's yeah. it. Oh, and no, yeah. He, it's 
Yeah, they're they're working Mitchell in here more. Justice Hill led them in snaps since they were playing in like a negative game script. So, oh, um, yeah, it's just complete. Uh, you're you're just plugging one of these guys in, and you're hoping that they score a touchdown. Um, yeah, it, it's a really frustrating. They're really just spreading it out here. They're 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 running with three backs here. So. Uh, it's almost as frustrating as that Chicago backfield, but uh, it's very, very kind of similar in my eyes uh, to how they're they're using their backs. So, yeah, this is uh, you know Mitchell. Mitchell's the one guy I'll throw you into a flex because he's like yeah. he's got like a you know a he's hair outside. Yeah, 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 and then like Edwards, like if you're playing a non PPR standard, mate, you'd throw him into the flex and just hope he scores a touchdown. But uh, yeah, this is a, a frustrating backfield right now. Um, with the Rams, I mean, look, the, the, the one thing that's a little frustrating here, and, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain about Kyron Williams running for 114 is you got all empty calorie stuff from him. He had three catches for minus one yard at the goal line. They're getting Davis Allen and Demarcus Robinson involved. Um, but Matthew Stafford's playing really well. Um, yes. Now, oh, that was the dumbest narrative of the weekend that Matthew Stafford can't play out in conditions. Like that was that was oh. getting we, that got brought up on our live stream yesterday. It's like this guy is the toughest motherfucker at quarterback in the NFL. Has yeah, a bazooka a, yeah. for an arm. Played in the NFC North where they play in Chicago and Green Bay, and it's yeah. like that was the dumbest thing I heard all weekend. And you know, he goes out and just completely balls out in, in sloppy conditions. So that well, I just had to get that off my chest. That was so stupid. I'm glad you did. All Tom. Weekend. I'm glad you did, Tom, because there's a fake sharp Twitter yes. account out there. That's uh, pointing out some interesting small sample stuff uh, yes. for the last couple of years that he uh, likes to drum up some engagement on. And guess what? He was way wrong. People. They didn't spread. Yes, they didn't cover the spread wrong. either. So, <laughs> hey, uh, look, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua moving forward. I mean, this is exactly what we thought. I think that two game stretch was really just like, look, they didn't have Stafford for that Packers game. He was probably not 100% coming out of the bye with a thumb injury. And then to Tom's point, I mean, he's clearly 100% now. You know, two, yeah, he two, looked 294 and yeah. three against this Ravens defense that's been impenetrable mm-hmm. is seriously impressive and i think it helped that cooper cup look like look like himself a little bit again i i think we can you know he's been a little hairy here for about yeah. two months he was so hooking yes yesterday I mean, so maybe we can start to use him with a little confidence if, that, unfortunately if you had cooper cup on your team you're probably not in the fantasy playoffs yeah but if you do there's a chance that he can true. salvage some of his season here in the that route he had on that touchdown that that was classic <laughs> cup he leaned it inside bounced it back out and he was wide ass open beautiful mm-hmm. throw by stafford too Maybe a uh, NFC North quarterback who can't play in the elements, Jared Goff. He was awful against the Bears. He goes 20 of 35 for 161, a touchdown and two picks. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Oh, guys, in the in the week when you're fighting for yeah. your your playoff life, I'm on Ross St. Brown has his by far, like not even close, his worst game of the season. Um, he 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 puts up guys three catches for 21 yards. I'm going. He did not have a game anywhere close to below ten fantasy points. As a matter of fact, his closest was last week against the Saints when he caught two for forty nine, but also had a touchdown in that game. I mean, just an unfortunate timing for Amon Ross St. Brown to lay an egg. The the the, the Lions laid an egg. Uh, Graham, do you have any takeaways from this Lion offense? Amon Ra coming off his two worst games of the season. 
Yeah, he had three, at least two. You could count two really bad drops on the mm-hmm. last play of the game. Uh, it was close, but he, he, two, he had two really bad drops earlier in the game he had a couple bad drops last week too i think it's just a really bad couple game stretch you know we were kind of on this bears defense has been really good as of late jalen since basically since jalen johnson got back healthy they've been like a bottom five pass defense obviously they you know add montez sweat you know goff has been yeah they've been sneaky too man there's a lot of those defenses i I think they're they're objectively better than the falcons though uh this defense Mm -hmm. is really good and you know, this just happened to be another really bad game by Goff. I mean, he's he's got what five picks against the Bears this season. I mean, yeah, yeah. And the it, Bears it the last time they ago. played the the last time yeah. they played the Bears refused to win the game. Um, and this week just was not. The oh game. no, I, they went up by two scores there early in the fourth quarter. I'm like, oh god, are they gonna? Yeah, do here it we again? go again. <laughs> yep, yeah, it felt because it was like a very similar score. I'm like, oh no, they're gonna do it again. But they held on, and Bears uh Bears have been. Like under the radar, like a top really good top, top 12 team right now. Yeah. Uh, I know the record doesn't say it, but uh, the way they've played the last like five to six weeks, uh, even offensively, that I mean, they're really kind of found their groove. They're letting fields run again. They they did the same shit last year where they were like, all right, he's going to be a passer this year, blah, blah, blah. And then they took away his his legs a little bit. So they're letting him run again. And it opens up the entire offense for them. And this is that the DJ. Tom, this that is DJ like- connection oh my god he he is the wide receiver too in fantasy and starts with justin fields like by points per game he is the wide receiver too only Tyre honestly i'm surprised at that i i'm shocked that he's not wide receiver one because every Tyreek. week the fields uh, y'all okay i, mean, I guess yeah, yeah. tyreek's yeah, lapping yeah. everybody but yeah, uh, yeah i was gonna say guys like you know obviously bears have panthers number one overall pick like that looks great this is like best case scenario for them because if they want to trade fields, oh, fields yeah is this is all like for them. yep this is this is huge like you know if atlanta wants to make a move that third uh, round pick that they're going to get for him is suddenly becoming a second round pick if he yeah, continues to I play think well it's really coming up they're gonna you know whoever trades for him is obviously gonna have to pay for him so you get that caveat of like you know the draft capital will be a little lower but this is legit best case scenario for them you know fields is playing really well and you know they've got the number one overall pick pretty much since cinched up now yeah like and the thing with fields is he still takes way too many hits like he yeah, holds yeah. on to the ball for yeah. forever i if i'm the bears i'm trading fields oh, but absolutely. like yeah oh yeah but it's not uh you want him to play well here to end the season though. Yeah, yeah you want it i mean you want him to play well and not like it's going to make their decision making probably a little difficult, but they cannot pull. They can't pull the wool over their eyes. Like if they really, no. and and I mean, you have to like Caleb Williams or Drake May more than him, but I have to imagine they'll like one of them more than they like Justin. Fields. I, I'm not saying that Justin Fields is like the same player that you know people thought he was coming out, but this kind of feels like they're they're getting an opportunity to split tens in a way. Like they're probably going to trade Fields and get that's a good pretty strong. Back. Pretty strong draft capital back, and then they'll get their quarterback that they want. Yeah, on um, his rookie that, deal, way, you know. Yep. Yeah, I mean, this, the Bears okay. are in a, a uh, the Bears are in a position where they don't have to talk themselves into Justin Fields, but look yeah, at the exactly. state of the quarterback around the NFL, and there's a lot of teams that are going to talk themselves into Justin Fields there because be, they don't have absolutely. the position that the Bears have. So, oh, yeah. um, so they're gonna they're they're gonna end up they're gonna end up playing this pretty well. I mean, no doubt about it. Oh, like oh, I know Ryan Poles, I mean fun of them the chase claypool trade was one of the all-time worst <laughs> trades uh yeah, but yes it was but he's done a good job otherwise and should and should be the guy who's allowed to steer this ship uh, uh into the harbor and i think he's going to uh cincinnati yeah. and indy joe real quick i got i'm yeah. sorry to cut you off deontay form is the lead in this backfield oh, oh yeah what do you want so I, I don't know what 
I don't know what you want to do with this backfield at this point. If you're planning anybody, it's Foreman. I will say but, he was dropped. He'll, we'll touch on him in the waiver wire. Yeah. They play the Cardinals week 16, so he should be picked up. He'll score two touchdowns in that game in week 16. So uh, as gross as it is, he's back to being the lead back. Uh, Roshan Johnson was like 75% of the snaps before the bye over Khalil Herbert. Nope, he's uh, back behind him as well. So uh, yeah. I give out a prop for Roshan over 14 and a half rushing yards. Oh. And, uh, I thought we'd at least get like four or five carries from him, but uh, that did not no. happen. Unbelievable. <laughs> that's that's yeah. just like, you know, Deontay Foreman is just one of those guys who like meet head football coaches. Just like, oh, 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 he forward. Yeah. Tom, I mean, it, it made a lot of a logical sense. I mean, the Bears yes. are now five and eight. You know, they're evaluating this game. Why not just get Roshan in there? And that's what I thought out, they were but... doing in that yeah, week same. 12 game on Monday Night Football. So I was like, oh, OK, you should get at least six carries in this game. That didn't happen, but. Uh, yeah, we got our answer for now. Uh, we'll see what happens in practice this week and how they decide to split up the te- the, the the carries and stuff. But it it's felt like for at least the last like five or six weeks that Foreman is the lead back here. Uh, Bengals and the and the Colts and uh, let's just start with the Colts guys because there's really only one player we need to mention. I, oh, look, Zach, oh, yeah. Zach Moss, twenty one opportunities again. We will rank him high again if he's getting that, but a lot at just, the goal line again too. Yeah, second straight yeah. week. He lost a touchdown to a penalty. Yeah, you know what I mean? he lo- yeah, that was the big thing. And it, I think we're having a different conversation if that that doesn't get called back, Joe. I mean, last week he had seven carries inside the ten. Seven this week mm-hmm. he has two. I mean, what what more do you want? I mean, 94% of the snaps last week, 84% this week. Uh, you know, obviously, Titans matchup was a lot harder. This matchup was a lot softer. Oh, this is brutal. one of the softer matchups. In, I, I, like, I, I would love to know what happened to this running game this week. I mean, 18 for 46. Well, this offense this was awful. I mean, just watching yep. this game, they had nine penalties. Minshew is just so up and down, play to play. I mean, he is yep. he is the ultimate hair on fire quarterback. <laughs> yes, he uh, is. Literally a lot of hair to get catch. Yeah, on a lot of hair, a lot of hair that's on fire for him, too. <laughs> uh flipping on over to Cincinnati, Jake Browning played well again. I mean, he threw a pick yeah. six, but I'm not sure it was even his fault i'm not one I, I, like it was one of those weird ones with the tight end and uh, i like tanner hudson might have stopped his route and then he tried to haul it in with one hand and the defender just kind of took it out of his hand and it took hudson like three seconds to realize what had actually transpired uh it but other than that jake browning aside from the bizarre hand cramps um <laughs> So that's Which, what it was. I was wondering was if hand cramps. Ever, hand cramps. I've never even heard of that. I've had foot. I, I used to that's, suffer some hand for awful. some hand cramps in high school. Uh, <laughs> I won't ask why you were having the occasional in hand, hand in high cramp. school. I you know, I don't need any details. <laughs> uh, but Browning pretty good. But Jamar Chase did not do anything. I just feel like with Browning playing pretty good, you kind of just have to keep playing them, right? Like you have to keep oh, playing absolutely. Chase. Uh, I think T Higgins had a touchdown called back. Um, on a penalty chase brown though this guy's got some juice and i'll tell you what joe mixon might not be a bengal next year as a matter of fact it's probably unlikely he's a bengal next yeah. year yeah like if you're in a keeper league that's, like that's I, exactly I, I what i wrote in the waiver wire this week joe i mean he's dynasty, pick him up this you know who knows maybe you use him at the end of the year and if not you can keep him for whatever yeah. round you you pick up free agents Dynasty, he's probably already on a roster, yeah. I have to imagine. But like keeper league, you know, if maybe you're in a league where you can keep six guys, you know, Chase Brown might be a guy who right now you're like, well, I can't use him. And then all of a sudden we're talking 
in in April when people are doing their best ball drafts and we're like, oh, Chase Brown's a sixth round pick because the Bengals didn't draft a running back. Like that could be one of those situations uh, that you end up benefiting. And, and from. that is a scenario that could easily play out. I mean, they're spending yeah. all the you know money on Chase uh, Burrow. If they're they spending their Higgins, money in a lot of different spots, so they're not going to yeah. spend it running back. So yeah. They bring back Higgins too. They're they're not going to have any money. Uh, I just pulled it up over to the great guys over there uh, over the cap. Mixon, in terms of like dead cap, Bengals are going to save yeah, like three million. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's probably gone. Um, I was going to say I was going to say just this game was hilarious because the Colts could not defend the Bengals running back screen to save their lives. Mm-hmm. I think about half of uh, Browning's passing yardage probably came on three screens. Brown had a 50 yarder Mixon had a 45 yeah. yarder. And I think Brown had like another 30 yarder early or maybe early in the third quarter. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he Browning, we're out last week too. So yeah. nice, nice to see them at stacking more work onto his plate here. I, he's going to be a part of this offense moving down the street. Uh, I think it's hilarious because yeah. it reminds me of, uh, I remember Tom when he and I roomed together, he would play uh, NCAA football against our okay. buddy Sack uh, <laughs> in our dynasty, and Sack was Sack Sack was a defensive coordinator who literally sent it. a zero. He blitz loved the zero every- blitz, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one game, Tom just kept throwing running back screens against the zero blitz. His running back running- had, must have had four hundred yards receiving. Yeah. It is like he, he never go. caught. He's like, well, screw it. I'm losing. I need the big play. So I'm just going to blitz the house. So I'm like, I'm just going to keep running this little screen pass. And I'm really hoping yeah. the uh, the college football video game that comes out next summer is good because I need Ooh. I need an online dynasty, man. I need yeah, I need go. I need that that action. I haven't I haven't played a video football game in at least ten years. Like I, I don't buy Madden. I don't blame you. I bought Madden yeah. two years ago and regretted it. Yeah. So <laughs> I just really hope that like the college football game actually taps into what people miss about it and isn't yeah. going to be all micro transactiony and you know, all, but we'll see, we'll see about that. Anyway, Jacksonville and Cleveland, uh, Joe Flacco, uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> pick him up and starting. I mean, like, look out Joe is, and look, they have weapons, man. Njoku, oh, yeah. Cooper, Elijah Moore. How about Joe beating that blitz, uh, on the touchdown to, to David Bell, you know, he get uh, across the middle, uh, Look, Joe Flacco's the starter for the rest of the year for Cleveland. Cleveland's got mm-hmm. a I, I think their defense is showing a few cracks, um, but still a good defense. Uh I think Jerome Ford did get checked out for an injury at the end of the game. Is that anything that you guys saw or uh anything I did that's not see that? I did not see it either. Yeah. Yeah. I do no, see I'll... a questionable tag by him. Um, so yeah, we'll see if there's any more news of that on that. Yeah, suffered a hand injury, so. Uh, something to check on there. Okay, uh, that could yeah, that could he, uh, that could affect his uh, receiving production. I mean, that's been kind of his, you know, his yeah. thing here recently. So, uh, yes, definitely something to to keep an eye on here. Well, but yeah. certainly because Kareem Hunt, who continues to be their their goal line guy, could could end up getting more work. Uh, I mean, Jerome Ford's clearly more explosive. It's not even close. But uh, something to, something to watch there. And I mean, I don't know what else to really say about Cleveland. Amari Cooper. Um, yeah, I mean, this passing targets. game is up. I mean, yeah, yeah. can get them the ball. I mean, uh, we wrote Njoku as a down last week. It was like he did have a – I mean, his big plays were fluky, but uh, all his targets were kind of close to the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, he was excelling with Dorian Thompson-Robinson and P.J. Walker, quarterback, but even he was making plays down the field. So uh, everybody in this passing game is up. Um, Joe, Joe can still handle an offense, and he can still – he can sling it, man. I love watching. He's always had a pretty ball, and uh, he can still drive the ball into some yeah. tight coverage as well. 
he has got an absolute cannon still. It's mm-hmm. it's really impressive. Um, I will say this this schedule next couple of weeks is brutal. You know, we we're just talking oh. about Bears. They get Bears next week. They got to play the Texans, and then they play on Thursday night against the Jets. Um, it's it's pretty brutal. So, I mean, uh, so you're saying you don't want Joe Flacco as your championship game? Yeah, court. no, I, I don't know. We're Not streaming Flacco, team. but I, it is definitely an upgrade for. I put Cooper yeah. and, and Joe yeah. on the upgrade list, but uh, once again, you know, one point for Elijah Moore. Uh, that's that's Jover. Uh, you can, <laughs> you know, if you're holding on, if you're holding on to Elijah Moore for a little bit, I, a lot of people added him just because they thought yeah. Cooper might might Cooper miss was, this game. So yeah, right. he's back to being. Uh, yeah, you, you can drop him again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think he's he's a feather in the cap for Flacco though. If you're streaming Flacco right like uh, he's like oh yeah he's it's more of Flacco right. has Elijah Moore as opposed to Elijah Moore has Flacco which which right. I guess was the narrative but uh mm-hmm. Jacksonville Trevor Lawrence really uneven in this game um three picks I'm not surprised what a complete me. freak that he even played in this I, game I, I can't believe it. he is the elastic man you, you guys yes. ever see those elastic men when oh, you guys yeah. are kids they, yeah yeah he is yeah. I mean dude he's insane um he played like shit though uh basically <laughs> every throw to Zay Jones and Calvin Ridley was awful uh he had he targeted those guys like oh i know zay times. jones i was like holy crap 14 targets for five catches and 29 yeah, yards <laughs> yeah, yeah well ridley had 13 targets too for four catches uh, you know it's a scheme thing uh we thought denzel ward would play in this game but he has a shoulder injury and it's just funny play. looking at these i mean i know ingram's targets were awesome. probably close to the line of scrimmage yeah. but he's 11 to 12 so you got the yeah. the perimeter receivers they're catching nine passes Nothing. out of 20 you know 33 yeah. percent and then ingram's catching 11 of his 12 targets <laughs> yeah that's if i haven't if i've seen a uh a stat line that encapsulates the browns defense this year yes. it's, it's this um I, I you know moving forward jags man i mean we obviously lawrence was limited to the pocket you know he tried to move once uh it did not go well we got ravens coming up on on sunday night huge game uh obviously yeah, ravens game. ravens can kind of not lock up the first seed obviously you know miami's playing the night they're huge favorites they'll be tied but like this is kind of a huge game for the jags you know uh coming up here in the afc south so big big game ravens jags coming up a lot of big games is coming week there's gonna be a lot of good football uh to be played coming into the fantasy playoffs um yeah calvin ridley and zay jones combined for 82 yards on 27 targets which is basically a zeke elliott rushing line so (laughs) that's not very good uh let's i will I will say just real quick, uh, you guys will talk uh, Zay Jones and Parker Washington, maybe on the, the waiver wire. Ridley moving forward, though, like this is a great sign. 13 targets come out and we'll, we'll see what the early read target or first read target share looks like uh, next they couple of weeks. Yeah, but Ravens, Ravens this week is going to be tough, but then they get Bucks and Panthers week 16 and Ooh. 17. I mean, wheels up for Ridley here. Yeah, uh, let's move those outside receivers against the Bucks. Yep, He'll yeah, fire them up. Gonna, they're going to smoke them. And hopefully uh, Lawrence uh, is feeling better. New Orleans and Carolina. Like I said it, guys, on Twitter. Let's pass I, this one. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't imagine, I can't imagine a more brain-dead thing than the, the Saints starting Derek Carr, so I fully expected them to do so. Uh, they're just lucky they played the Panthers. Um, yeah. Like, whatever. Like, can we just move past this game, quite frankly? Sure. Like, can we, yeah. yeah like, I mean, what are we gonna say I'm trying it? to say nothing really notable. I mean, there's not yeah, many I, injuries. I mean, uh, you know, Thielen got fired for 74, whatever. Mingo got not all of that. Was the order. Panthers backfield is yeah. kind of separated here. It's clearly Hubbard over yeah. Sanders now. So, yeah, yeah we, Hubbard picked I up. Have a, no, uh, I, I don't I don't care if we want to move on from this game at yeah. all. 
<laughs> the only take I really had is that, you know, Kendra Miller has been dealing with this ankle injury for the Saints. If there's one move to make, it'd be to pick up Jamal Williams. Taysom Hill has a, yeah. what, foot and hand injury. He might not play next week, too. So if Kamara does get hurt, it's going to be Jamal Williams. I don't know how good he'll be, but he's the only guy left there. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Derek Carr is playing with three broken ribs. How much must they hate Jameis? I mean, like, uh, oh, this. I, I am so sick of Derek Carr. Like, get this guy out of the league. Like, I'm I'm tired of him. Like, obviously, he's oh, if they better even than... sneak into the playoffs, I am I I am boycotting that game. Unloading in the it. Round. I'm not watching it. I I refuse to watch it. So, no. Well, here's what we'll do. Unload we'll your unlo- bank account. Unload. Yeah. yeah unload the bank account. That's against right, the okay. other team spread. So I can't go. watch it, but I'll just bet on everything I have against the Saints. <laughs> Houston and the Jets. Uh, the Jets win 30-6. to six. Zach, Zach Wilson goes 27-36 for 301 in that game. Uh, good, good, on, good on Zach because uh, it was bad conditions. And C.J. Stroud, even before he went down, was terrible. And obviously, guys, that's the key here. C.J. Stroud's in concussion protocol. We have to watch. Nico oh. Collins left with a calf injury, uh, which might be an aggravation of an injury he had earlier this season, which is not good. And now all of a sudden, with Tank Dell out for the season, Nico Collins up in the air, all of a sudden, we're looking at at C.J. Stroud dealing with a Bryce Young-level supporting cast right now, which is not good. Yeah, Yeah, uh, it's pretty brutal, man. No, I just – I don't have much. I mean – you know, Andrew Beck's the second leading receiver this week tells you all you need to know. I mean, you know, it's obviously was a tough matchup. Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed are the best outside combo going, but yeah, this this might be pretty good. Yeah, going we, we don't even have Dalton Schultz either. It's like I mean, we're yeah, down, we're down to the studs here in the Texans offense. So I even wonder, just like two weeks ago, it was like, oh man, wheels up. They're gonna be in the playoffs, and oh, this is just a yeah. A total blow the last two weeks. And and for just what it's worth, I wonder if Dalton Schultz had a setback because he got back to practice yeah. on Wednesday and yeah. then he didn't practice for the rest of the week. So you know, I'm going to put him on the watch that. list too. Yeah, I was wondering um, that because, yeah, I mean, got the practice in, limited participant, and then out, out. So uh, we'll see. We got to we got to cross our fingers that Nico Collins is all right because they got Titans, Browns, Titans oh, next know. two weeks. That's what I mean. They got a nice cake schedule across yeah. the board for like every position even their defense it's 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 setting up perfect for them and mm-hmm. unfortunately they're yeah they got nothing right now i i have i have a stroud tank dell nico collins uh best ball millionaire oh. team that oh, is, no. was absolutely just set up so i'm already dreading the my Oof. demise here next week without uh, any of those three guys <laughs> yeah we'll That's see if stroud me. plays um but i mean davis mills is obviously capable if he goes so but we i mean capable in what regard who's he going to be throwing the ball to <laughs> yeah. um yeah, devin singletary they're, they're two point to... underdogs uh on the road against the titans so that should tell you well that you tells you all you need to know yeah yeah about how bad things are right now. um uh, by the way, Devin Singletary took the backfield back over after that stupid Week 13 game. Um, but right. I, I don't know I'm how sure much. Damian gonna... Pierce will be back involved next week. I mean, I'm, yeah, they're going to go extremely run heavy. If they're if yeah. they're if it's Mills, they'll just they'll run the shit out of the ball. And but yeah, yeah. Singletary, I guess if anything is slightly up, I'm not going to put him on the upgrade list, especially yeah. with Stroud yes. up. The Jets. Uh, I, I, I will mean, say, like, about, yeah, okay. Yeah, about the Jets. Yeah, I was going to say about the Jets. At least we know Zach Wilson is getting Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall the ball. <laughs> and, yeah. and Brees, Brees Hall the football. That's it. I mean, Brees Hall, yeah. by the way, our long national nightmare is over. He had a 15-yard run. Um, what? That was, that was the Whoa. Jets' first 15-yard non-scramble rush since week four, I believe. So uh, oh 40 yards. God. Wow. 
He had yeah. Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive genius, dialing up his explosive plays when he needs them most. <laughs> So uh, I think Zach Wilson showed us the difference between a bad quarterback and apocalyptically (laughs) bad quarterback because uh, he's way better than Tim Boyle, guys. Yeah, Joe, I remember us talking on the points for I'm like, I I just I don't see a three point difference between Tim Boyle and Zach Wilson. I I take it all back. I do see a three point difference between (laughs) Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle. I couldn't believe that line moved. It it closed at like three. Um, it, It opened six, even got up to six and a half. But as soon as they announced Wilson, that line moved three points towards the Jets. So uh, the weather also played a fact, you know, because the total was dropping. But um, yeah, there there is a significant difference between Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, so no, it's enough to put Garrett Wilson just slightly. I'm going to put him on the up list. They get such a sick schedule. I mean, they're going to have to throw the hell out of the ball. Miami, no. Washington, then Cleveland, they get Cleveland, obviously, in that Thursday night game. But they're going to have to throw a ton the next two weeks. Next two weeks, yep. Uh, let's move to Minnesota and, and Vegas. Um, uh, the or big not. news here, obviously, uh, Josh Jacobs got injured. Um, it did not look good. He was yeah. walking off the field with a knee. Um, uh, and, and I wouldn't expect to have him maybe for the rest of the season, quite frankly, yeah, just God. based on what that looked like. Yeah. Is there anybody you want to play back here? <laughs> I mean, if you need, Joe, I wrote this up in the waiver wire. This, this is like the Kansas City backfield without all, out Isaiah Pacheco. If the Kansas City offense had Aiden O'Connell running the offense, so picking <laughs> between oh, Zamir White and Mir Abdullah, I mean, I yeah. I guess the way they're running the offense, Zamir White could get 15 plus carries, but uh, good luck with these so two guys. Bad. Lower end Chuba Hubbard, if that if that sounds appealing to you. Oh uh, God. <laughs> speaking of injuries, Alexander Madison picks up an ankle. Justin yeah. Jefferson on on an HB by uh, <laughs> by Josh Dobbs gets literally sent to the H. Uh, he goes to the hospital. Um, we we obviously have to watch that. Um, yeah, Rappaport this morning said, um, you know, he came he back with news, the team yeah. and it, no serious injuries. So I, I think there's uh, they do play Saturday, which, you know, takes a day of rest out of it. But seems like there's at least a, a chance that he's going to be able to play on Saturday. So we'll, we'll, we'll monitor it this week. But. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Well, they they called it a chest injury, and when he got yeah. hit, he was grabbing at his back, you know, instantly. It was obviously a huge hit. I mean, I knew once he took that hit, I was like, oh, well, he's done for the game. Yeah, I had his um, Yeah, brutal. Um, yeah. It was, speaking of brutal, I mean, it's it's over for Dobbs. Yeah, um, I think they go bad. to they'll go to Mullins here. They'll stick with him. He played relatively what about, what about well. Jaron Hall, by the way. I think Nick Mullins is the better option, but yeah. we'll see. I, 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 think, I mean, I have to make a move in a, in a super yeah. flex league. Well, Mull- Mullins was ahead of him on the depth chart, and yeah. Yeah. he picked up an injury. I don't know. what I can't even remember what injury was. I think it was uh, a concussion. Mullins? No, I'm no, talking oh, about oh, Mullins. No. Why he, oh, oh, why Hall, he ended yeah. up on the injured reserve to elevate Hall into the backup spot. Mullins he had was a back injury. I just okay. I used the Google okay. machine there. He, so. Okay. So, yeah, I, I I think it will be Nick Mullins here moving forward. I, you know, uh, he needs Justin Jefferson, obviously. But uh, Madison, we'll see about him as well, this ankle yeah. injury. Um, honestly, I think they'd be better off if they gave Ty Chandler more work anyway. So, um, yeah, Ty, Alexander Madison, we'll see about his status. Uh, yeah. As I said, they play th- uh, Saturday as well. So uh, one less day for him to to be prepared for this week. Seattle and San Francisco. I mean, we don't need to talk about San Francisco anymore. You just play their guys. And mm-hmm. like, and every now and again, one of them's going to have a bad game and maybe Purdy throws a couple of picks. He threw a bad pick in this one. Um, but, you know, it doesn't matter because they're 
so talented and because Kyle Shanahan's a wizard. On the other side, Drew Locke actually played okay. Um, that's the question we have with, with, with Seattle, though, is like, is Drew Locke, they play on Monday night next week, is Drew Locke healthy better than what will clearly be a hobbled Geno? Pete Carroll said after the game they – the Gino was lobbying to play, but he couldn't comfortably move in one direction. Um, like I, what important. I mean is, I think I think it he doesn't seem go, like he was close. <laughs> yeah, he could either, like I think he said he could either like obviously what he meant was he could maybe move left comfortably, but not right, um, yeah. or vice versa. Um, so that's going to be interesting because uh, we're going to have to monitor that all week. But Drew Locke, he had a decent enough game against. I mean, he had them in this game, no doubt about it. Like they were, it was a one score game into the fourth quarter. Um, but he also threw a couple of picks and, and did some Drew Lockie things. Uh, the, the the thing for Seattle, though, guys, that we also have to watch is this backfield because mm-hmm. it's, it's it's really starting to look like they trust Charbonnet as the early down guy and Walker's the passing down guy. It's a mess, and neither one of these guys is particularly usable uh, as anything more than a flex right now. Yeah, 56% of the snaps for Walker in his first game back compared to 42 for Charbonnet. Walker had the receiving production, though. Yeah, and that was the surprise. I thought it would be the inverse. Um, Yeah. Eagles, Titans, Steelers to close out the year. I mean, you're not really sweating any of those matchups at this point. I mean, Eagles run run defense is obviously good, but their defense is just getting blown to pieces. Um, Has there been any chatter that Metcalf could be suspended? Because he's had, like, multiple... Personal he foul. He got ejected. Could, I mean, yeah, I, I'm just throwing that out there. I that's guess a good so. point. Yeah. I think they would probably announce that today or tomorrow. So we probably don't. You know, we'll have we'll know well in advance. But uh, I didn't. I, I didn't see because the Mahomes stuff. We're going to touch on that here shortly. But that kind of dominated the the chatter after that game. Uh, dominated all the NFL chatter. I, d- I didn't really see anything on, on Metcalf though. But I I think they said it was like the fourth or fifth personal foul he's uh, taken this year. Got ejected from the game. So I, I was curious about that because he's you know, finally starting to come on here a little bit uh, in the back yeah that's, i mean it's possible uh with, yeah. with all of that you know he he started the skirmish i think yep. he, he threw a yeah, punch he grabbed, didn't he? well he grabbed fred warner's helmet he's you know yeah. yanking him around and stuff like that and fred warner's just like oh what are you doing here so yeah I, that's uh, something right. to keep an eye on here the next 24 he's a hours spirit, he's a spirited guy he's a spirited <laughs> player Tom. very serious so I think we should watch that just to say, like, could there be some league discipline here? Um, yeah, let's move to Buffalo and Kansas City. Um, Buffalo, like, first and foremost, let's let's. How many drops does Stefan Diggs have in this game? At least three. At least I mean, three. it was brutal out there. I mean, yeah. and I mean, and 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 they were easy catches too. James Cook was awesome. Um, but of course, we got to get Ty Johnson going. You know, like. Like, let's get Ty Johnson going in the backfield with James Cook's your best offensive player. And nonetheless, I'm not going to complain too much about James Cook going for uh, 141 and a touchdown. But, like, do we really need Ty Johnson, guys? Come on. Uh, Allen, great. You know, like, Stephon Diggs dropped a ton of passes. Um, another another complaint I have about the Buffalo offense. And, and look, they won. They took, they took care of business. And they're obviously now still con- in, probably in control of their own destiny. Yeah. How how much did we know that, that da- getting Dawson Knox back was gonna like <laughs> they're gonna force force him into the offense? And I know Kincaid had eight targets, but it still feels like they, they have some things to figure out offensively. I, I still think I mean I'm looking at Kincaid with 78% of the snaps, pretty solid here. I, I know what you mean though, Joe. They they've been running more eleven personnel and it's kind of helping the entire offense out here. 
Uh, now we're we're back. Knox and was, Knox was at forty seven percent of the snaps. Khalil Shakir was at sixty one percent. So they were kind of mixing and matching those two, uh, bouncing between eleven personnel and twelve personnel. So um, yeah, I, I I still think uh, Kincaid is his usage was still pretty promising in this game, but uh, definitely more of a low end tight end one moving forward. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a little more difficult for him to get home than it was uh, just a few weeks ago when Knox was out of the lineup. Yeah. Bills yeah, are like 50% uh, to make the playoffs now, uh, which is wild. They're like 10% to start the week. They got a little bit of help. Um, mm-hmm. I'll just say on this backfield, like you look at the snap rates, James Cook's been under 50% for four straight games, but you know, this new offensive coordinator change, they have really tried, obviously, to get him the ball, especially in the passing game. He had a really bad drop in that Eagles game on a wheel route that really, I mean, he would have smashed for fantasy. Yeah, and then he had a, he had the fumble the week before that, I think, yeah. and where they benched, they stupidly benched him after that. But yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's he, a really good player, man. He, man, he is awesome. Like, yeah, really, they're definitely really trying player. to scheme stuff up for him here recently, especially in the passing game. I mean, those, he, I mean, the touchdown pass, the, there was another wheel route down the sideline where he got a, you know, a big game there. So at the very least, you know, he's splitting up the carries here a little bit, but it's kind of why, why we like James Cook coming into the yeah. season that we thought he'd yeah. be involved in the passing game and yeah it's he's been involved but not as heavily as we thought but maybe we're starting to get that passing game usage that we all thought maybe from the summer well the reason i was in on him this year is like okay if he gets you know 30 percent of the goal line carries that's decent touchdown equity mm-hmm. he's basically gotten yeah. that he's got one rushing touchdown but i was like he could be their mini austin eckler and like that kind of happened to open the season and it's really popped here uh, last couple weeks um let's talk about the chiefs guys yeah. oh my goodness oh, i guess it was not a gabe davis week as well <laughs> oh yeah though. i i gotta be honest with you guys watching that game it was like late in the second quarter and i saw gabe davis 13 i was like oh yeah he was running wide open for the touchdown Allen just Josh didn't Allen. see him yeah he yeah, would have he would have been it would have been the game win I even touchdown, saw a replay. I like Stephon Diggs is like look he's open yeah, <laughs> he's like uh, pointing to Josh Allen what are you doing so, I cannot um, I cannot remember I think that was the same the play they ran against the Eagles remember where he he bowed it to the court I think it was the same play oh, design and right. you know uh, 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 uh Gabe Cook it right down the seam, and he didn't fucking see him this time. So of course, Gabe. This is his. Uh, this is Gabe's third goose egg in the last five weeks. Lots. And of then fun. he had like huge games. Uh, to, uh, yeah, like bookending that. Like he had six for one hundred five against yes. the Eagles in a touch. Nine for eighty seven in a touch against the Bucks. He's just yeah. the ultimate boomer bus player. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about those Chiefs. Um, it like, yeah, you know, Mahomes has to be better than that. Like, like I, I'm not gonna like. He's got to be better than shut up, Scotchy. <laughs> there, there, my dog's barking. Uh, Mahomes has to be better than that, guys. Like, of course, he's frustrated. All oh, the frustrations are boiling over. Bitch made move, quite frankly. You're going up to shake Josh Allen's hand after the game, and you're saying it's the worst call you've ever seen. Canarius Tony lined up, he basically lined up on the defensive line. I mean, like, he, he lined up. In Missouri. I mean, it's like, what are we doing? It's not. Kansas City is in Missouri. Uh, Well, yeah, you're right. (laughs) You lined up in Kansas there. Kansas, there there you go. There we go. I had it backwards. My geography, Joe, is not great, I would say. Uh, I was not a geography major. Uh, Look, 
at the end of the day, have some self-awareness. How many calls have the Chiefs had the last couple of years that have gone their way? I mean, there was oh, another call Mahomes in this game. That. There was another call in this game where Willie Gay on a third and 10, like basically tackled Dalton Kincaid. Should have been an easy hold, automatic first down, and they missed it. You know, Dude. and the Bills were up 17-14. They were dry, almost driving to get in field goal range. And we see this every week with they this team. They won a Super so Bowl many good calls. Like, in large part on. because of a ticky-tack holding call. Like it was you're right. Have some self-awareness. Like Mahomes does that run to the sideline where it looks like he's carrying a pile of shit in his drawers, and he like <laughs> he's fakes just like that, tempting. Yeah, he fakes that he's gonna run upfield <laughs> and then cuts it out of bounds to draw flags. That's what he does. Like well, I'm getting pretty sick of this guy, but I understand yeah. the frustration because he has terrible wide receivers. I and, think and that's, that's the fact of the matter. Yeah. I think that we, I think, we yeah. saw in the past 13 that weeks. They should have had last week. I think that kind of boiled over into this as well. This is that was 13 weeks of him seeing the worst receiver play in the league. I mean, it was it was a bad again. I mean, really bad again. Uh, you know, Kadarius had another drop. Sky Moore is completely useless. You know, Rasheed's been great, but he had a fumble. Yep. Kelsey had yeah. a fumble. I mean, it's just who boy, man. They're it's just up. not clicking right now. Like Rasheed, Rasheed Rice is great, and he's going to be a really good player. But they shouldn't have to rely on Rasheed Rice no. for ten targets. No, he's he's put on it. Well, he's balling for fantasy eight one oh seven one eight sixty four mm-hmm. and seven seventy two and one last three. But yeah, he, you're right. I mean, he's he's put in a bad spot too because he's not totally ready yet. Uh, this backfield kind of went how we thought. Ceh got most of the work, but of course McKinnon got the McKinnon you know, inside carry. ten carry. Womp womp. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Pacheco, I think, might miss another game. He's had a history of shoulder injuries, but I saw a report early yeah. uh, Sunday morning from Rap. He's saying that the injury is not as bad as they think, but you know he's definitely questionable for uh, for Week 15 against Patriots. Yeah, they called uh, Chiefs it a should roll in that game. They called, it, but... they called it a contusion, so that that gives me some hope that you know if the swelling goes down, that he could be ready this week. But as you said, Graham, they got the Patriots, so. If they they can get by without them, let them rest up for another week. They need him for the postseason, uh, but yeah. no, maybe they won't think that way. You know, have the Patriots pulled out of victory. Well, they have not. They haven't been thinking very much this year at all. I mean, it took them way too long to get Rasheed Rice more involved. Um, yeah. And so uh, who knows if they'll be short sighted? This, this could have been a legendary rookie season for Rasheed Rice. Like we're obviously taking it now. Like he's you know he's locked in as a wide receiver too. But um, man, yeah, you're right. Let's go uh, to Denver and the Chargers, and obviously let's start with the Chargers. Justin Herbert fractures a finger on his throwing hand, and I have to imagine that's going to cost him the rest of the season uh, at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, he's Brandon Staley. I'm I'm yeah. tired of his dopey face. Get him off off get him off the television and uh, Joe's sick of everybody. He's this is a sick of it podcast all well, time. Uh, I, I I am I am running on fumes right now. Uh but yeah, I hear you, man. Eckler actually actually Eckler has a good game. He goes for a hundred yards uh from scrimmage. Uh hey, look, Easton Stick got the ball to Keenan Allen. Uh, all six of Keenan Allen's catches came with Easton Stick at quarterback. Really? He wow. threw the ball down the field to, to Quentin Johnston, who I, I guess the narrative he made the is, catch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Drop it. Throws a more catchable football than uh than Justin. Yeah, Herbert, maybe. Yeah, he narrative. gets but, a little uh, loft under it. <laughs> I, I mean, this has to be a downgrade for the Chargers' offense across the board. 
I mean, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, they're one underdogs against the Raiders this week. So that, oh that tells you how that, that's, that game's going to be so awful. <laughs> oh, I mean, it, it, is it better or worse than the Steelers Patriots on Thursday night football? I mean, we get that to watch game actually two. turned out to be pretty good. I yeah, it, it was slightly good. entertaining. So yeah. I, I think uh, I might be uh, I might be watching uh, might be streaming a, a video game or something on. Uh, yeah, on I've been do- I've been doing that. Those bad Thursday games. I'll just rewatch them and condensed on 30, 30 minutes the, the next morning on Friday. <laughs> Uh, that Steelers game actually was was good, but yeah, it's it's over for the Chargers. I mean, Keenan, you know, we'll take the volume; it'll be there. Uh, but yeah, next couple of weeks, you know, they get the Raiders, then Bills, Broncos. Don't love those two matchups. So obviously, Bills front seven is going to dial up a ton of blitzes uh, against Stick, and the Broncos have been streaking as of late. Um, I cannot believe that this just goes to show how dumb this coaching staff is that they actually thought they could get isaiah spiller isaiah Ooh. spiller a hot hand i mean yeah. unbelievable Unbe- i know Austin Eckler hasn't been giving anything. him anything but oh, oh my like the uh this team man it's just it's it's painful i i guess i, I saw the forward, uh the the what the fourth down play that they were trying yeah. to draw up to or they had like the defensive lineman lined up in the backfield and it was just a complete <laughs> disaster they had to call it a waste of timeout and I guess moving forward, we can just like kind of write this off. Like they've got to just go back to Eckler. I mean, we'll see some more Josh Kelly, I think. But Eckler, 72% of the snaps this week. Uh, It's way up from 57% the previous week. So, you know, obviously much easier matchup. Um, Raiders are not good against the run either. So for Eckler, I mean, you just keep, if you're still alive with Eckler, you're still rolling out there. And I'm not expecting Isaiah Spiller to be involved at all again next week. I I think they'll probably try to get back to Josh Kelly and see if they can get something there. Uh, Guys, I want to mention something. I I put this in our discord and I put this in our, uh, in our group chat that we have. I want you to go bring up the numbers for Jerry Judy and bring up the numbers for Nelson Aguilar. Jerry Judy is Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. Like I mean, Jerry cool. Judy stinks. Yeah, he he has now. no awareness. He can't catch the football. He might be able to get open. Nelson Aguilar's never had problems getting open. That deep throw, Russ, Russ missed him on that deep throw, but he had negative 100 awareness. Like that. Did you see, remember that? I think you, you sent that Mingo play a couple weeks ago, Joe, where Mingo, like, yeah. he like <laughs> swung his body out of bounds to not catch it. It's the same thing Jerry Judy did. What are you doing, dude? And that, that, Good the Lord. touchdown, like, that was like uh, uh, the Pickens from earlier this season, just having like complete zero awareness of where you are on the field, did not get two feet down. I mean, he had plenty of space yeah. to get both of those feet down. So, um, I, I mean, it. one of the worst, you know, that what a terrible uh, pick he wasn't, you know, he was going as early as the third round yeah, at some I, points this summer. I, I'm going to apologize for thinking Jerry Judy was was good to everybody. Fantasy points subscribers, <laughs> I'm sorry for thinking Jerry Judy was once good. Uh, I mean, I'm we backed off that though in the su- late yeah. in the Go compare the numbers. Like Jerry Judy, his rookie season where he averaged like, um, he averaged around like 16, 17 yards a catch and he had uh, a bunch of big plays. Very similar to Nelson Aguilar. You know, that year when he was with the Raiders and he was scoring deep touchdowns, but that was really all he was doing. And then last year, his numbers, very similar to that year Aguilar had with Philly when Philly went won the Super Bowl and he had, he had a good year. Like, like 
Aguilar's had some good years, but like he's Nelson Aguilar is a meme for being a bad wide receiver, and his stats and Jerry Judy stats align like unbelievably well. This is just an all time bad season, though. I mean, Judy, given the context of that offense last year, there's a Coselism. I mean, last year that offense was so bad, but I I went and looked at this like last year in the games that he played where he had like 65% of the snaps, Judy was like wide receiver 15 by fantasy points per game. I, I know. This year, though, I mean, I I think we kind of knew Judy could have like obviously a bust type of season, but I mean, he has not registered a single top twenty five scoring week all year. Yeah, I mean, that, like that's just mind blowing wow. of how bad he's been. And just, I, mean, I mean, he's well, been literally Portland Sutton scores every week. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how he does it, but he scores every week. How about how about the tie that that the defense from Brandon Staley's, uh, you know, unit there on that touchdown pass to Cortland Sutton, Russell Wilson was literally back there doing his taxes defensive sitting back there. (laughs) So, Oh man, I don't, I don't know how Sutton's scoring all these touchdowns, but he finds a way every week. Just keep playing them. I guess, uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys, I have a suggestion for the Eagles. Don't fumble the football. That's a good suggestion. I think, uh, three lost fumbles, just, a team running on fumes right yep. now and yep. it, hard to watch. And the defense, I mean, like, I like the let's put it this way the Eagles have too much talent on defense to struggle as badly as they do on third down. And that's a scheme thing. And I, I don't know what else to say. Like, the Eagles are probably better than they've shown the last two weeks. They, right. they obviously had a gauntlet of games. Um, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt there. But I, I mean, it's just, it's not clicking right now. Um, I, I don't think they're creative on either offense or defense and that's a problem for them. Yeah. Let's just ignore the hot take artists with the Eagles though. We all identified this stretch. I mean, come on Niners, bills, Dallas, and you got to play uh, Dallas on the road at the end of the day's rest, San Francisco, 10, day, I mean, 10 days rest. Yeah. yeah the we'll, Cowboys we'll, and 49ers each had extra rest. Yeah. This, this yeah. team, Joe, I mean, this, this is like one of the worst rest advantages against two all-time great teams in the nfc uh eagles are going to be just fine mark my words they will be just fine well they'll figure they'll figure this out maybe they maybe they uh, though their defense is not i that's the real concern that's that's a real concern concern. that's a real concern like look Devontae smith does not drop passes Devontae smith doesn't fumble like those things happen like but the defense is just it, th- it doesn't matter. Third and whatever, something's going to happen. I just, I don't get, I'm not smart enough to know what what's up with that. But I mean, Dallas, Dallas, I guess was, I mean, looking at the final numbers, like good, not like they averaged 5.3 yards per play. Um, But the third down conversions, yeah. they were nine to 16, so. you know, like, and I'm guessing most of I that mean, came in the first half. This team, the Eagles are so slow in the middle of the field. I mean, Shaq Leonard only played like 10 snaps last night. They'll get him ramped up. That's just, it's shocking how slow that the Eagles are in the middle of the field. I know they've missed all their linebackers. Nicobe Dean's hurt. That, to me, I mean, they're just like so slow in the middle. Yeah. Uh, da- By the way, guys, Dak is MVP. Like, I've been saying it for a couple weeks. Like, it's over now, right? Like, uh, well, San, Francisco, San, Francisco, San Francisco's trying to uh, lobby yeah. for Purdy or McCaffrey. Here's the thing. Here's the thing for Dak. They kind of have like the reverse Eagles because they get the Bills, yep. they get they the, the Dolphins, Dolphins yep. both on the road, and then they play in the Lions at home in Week 17. So if they lose two of those games, then probably somebody else wins MVP. It's going to yeah. swing back. So that that's where you're going to, you're going to get that. Like Dallas, Dallas has like the, 
they have that brutal stretch now um, yep. coming up, which is going to be really interesting to watch because um, it's going to be great for fantasy and it's going to be yeah. great for fantasy for the Eagles because they get three awesome matchups, Seahawks, Giants, Cardinals to close out their year. I mean, they're going to blow up those three teams. I'm going to call it like, yeah, they have to, they, the they have to figure something out. Cause it's, yeah. it's hard to freaking watch right now. Like, just like, it's almost like they they were so good at taking care of the football last year that like the football gods are just like now it's just like fumbles and and this crap and well the well, thing the is two, like, the two fumbles that Hurts and AJ Brown had Joe I mean they were so close to their knees being down I mean yeah they were just those giving extra just effort like inches yep. just yeah. inches away from if their they knees just go down they you yeah. know that but that's I not think AJ Brown even said it he's like we're just trying to make plays like yeah. and you know at some point you just you try to make a play Take you do what too you got much. And- Yep. Yeah. Uh, but they've so, got to figure I, something I gotta, out, though. I got to ask you about the running game, though, here a little bit. I mean, this has been pretty rough here the last couple of weeks with Swift. Is, you know, is this somewhat related to Hertz's, you know, his no, inability to run right now? Is it Hertz is like this game, I thought he looked better running than he did last week. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of like a week to week thing with him. Like, I know some days he feels good. You know, last week they played in the conditions two weeks ago, but two weeks ago they played in the conditions and he had his best running game of the year. It's just like, it's a week to week thing. I just think both coordinators are really struggling to generate anything creative. Um, I think the Eagles are league low in, in motion rate. Um, yeah. You know, which, which is like, it just shows me like, it feels like the Eagles are just like, Hey, we out talent you. So we're just going to have our talented guys go make plays. And like as San Francisco shows you, you can have really talented guys that you also scheme up plays for, you know, like it, it's just kind of uninspiring right now. Like I told my, I texted my buddy and I said, you know, you could pay me a million dollars to be the Eagles defensive coordinator. And I'd have the same plan while the front four better get home. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the plan. Like I, like I don't see anything else like, and, and and that you know maybe they needed to get their asses kicked these last two weeks. The funny part was that game meant way more for the one seed than it meant for the NFC East because the Eagles still have the, the tiebreaker on the Cowboys and the Eagles have the better schedule down the re- stretch, so they're still in control. Like, but like they've got to yeah, the Four Niners have here. the tiebreakers one with both of the you know having beat them. So yeah, they right. jumped. Yeah, they're plus two sixty to win the Super Bowl now. Now that they're into the first seed so that was that was huge implications i'm sure the 49ers were rooting for the cowboys last night yeah and 49ers for what it's worth just compared to dallas i mean they're kind of like the eagles i mean they have a big game that huge they got a huge game on monday night against the ravens i cannot wait ravens next two games jags that's christmas day right uh yes sir it is that's the night game and the eagles play that afternoon so like well the eagles play the giants but hey with, with the way the eagles are are playing uninspired right now I, I don't i don't think they should take anybody for granted at this point but um but yeah anyway guys that'll wrap up the market report podcast here at fantasypoints.com i hope everybody enjoys their monday night it's not a double header it's a b programming i don't understand they're obviously testing something out um yeah. two great whichever ones. game yeah we got the i mean at the <laughs> maybe, that's, least it, maybe that's why the slate was so good yesterday they they didn't have the yeah, titans on go. it and they didn't have the yeah. giants on it <laughs> i mean at the very least we have the dolphins are a our fantasy team and i guess yeah. the packers are a fantasy team even though everybody's hurt for them so uh yeah. aaron jones not going to play tonight uh, tom pelissero mm-hmm. reported so anyway guys thanks for joining us for this edition of the market report podcast check the article up at fantasypoints.com tom and i'll be back uh tomorrow for the waiver wire report thanks everybody Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. 
and come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. 